Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys. Best Ball Bros, episode one. Couldn't think of a better guest to have on as we kick off this. I don't want to call it an interview series because it's really not that serious, right? We're best ball players. We're not, you know, this isn't uh, this isn't some super formal podcast, but I'm excited to start this every Wednesday at this time, bringing on different people from around the best ball industry um, of all kinds of names. And like I said, I couldn't think of a better person than the... What, what the, the, the richest man in best ball now? He's won the biggest prize in all of season long in best ball, underdog best ball mania two this year. Liam, chess Liam, Liam Murphy. We're gonna chop it up, shoot the shit, and he's gonna answer your questions and give away not all of his, not all. You're not gonna be able to replicate exactly what he did, maybe from this, but Liam is super open and we're super blessed to have him here to, to, to chop it up for a little bit. So, best ball bros, episode one, let's get it. <laughs> Yeah, we're getting we're 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 really diving into this best ball stuff, man. Where we're getting new intros, we're getting new thumbnails. Uh, I was excited. People were excited about the thumbnail. I was excited uh, to to get it going. But Liam, thanks, thanks, thanks for joining us. We got to kick this off with the, ver- the the first question. I won't I won't tease your uh, your funny story that you're probably already going to tell here here shortly. But like, what was the feeling? Because you had it kind of early, right? For everyone, I guess that doesn't even know, Liam won Best Ball Mania two for a million and one dollars just this week on Underdog Fantasy. What was the feeling when, like, you knew you won, basically, right? Because it was probably sometime. 
I guess maybe Sunday night. I'm not really sure. I just describe kind of that whole that whole. I process. mean, so first off, thanks for having me on. You know, looking yeah. forward to talking about this. I'm I'm debating, you know, breaking into content about best ball. Um, I already kind of make content for um, a chess website, Chess Kids. So you know, kind of, that's why I have like the mic and camera and everything. Um, but so it was crazy, and I it definitely still has not hit me. So I'll kind of just like. Thank you, Paul. I'll kind of just walk <laughs> you through the uh, I'll walk you through the, you know, the the evening. So I'm I'm at a bachelor party with my best <laughs> friend from home. Right. So like and this is this is crazy because this is my second year playing best ball. Um, we'll get more in details there later. But, you know, last year, I you know, I have a group chat with like my boys from home who like we were yeah. on like, all the intramural sports leagues together, you know, like. And so we would, uh, you know, I'm in this intramural chat. They're not, they're not into fancy football like me. I'm sure they just viewed this as like degenerate gambling, <laughs> uh, which, which I definitely partake in. Like I've been gambling yeah. since I was 18. Right. Um, and, and so I'm texting them last year and I'm like, you know, boys, if we have, if I make this like live finals, like this sweat would be like sick or, you know, this just such a uh, sick sweat. Like we could all get together in the bars. We could watch the games. Yeah, and I got bounced in the quarter quarterfinals. I only played on DraftKings last year, best ball. I got okay. I got uh I got bounced in the quarterfinals of um all those all those uh, tournaments. But this year, just so happens, the bachelor party is scheduled for um, my cousin, who's really closer to like a brother than me because we grew up in the same town. And so we're here. We're down in the, the Keys, and. You know, like I text, I was like, you know, boys, like I got like a one in one sixty shot at this thing, just <laughs> off of math. And you know, like I looked through the teams beforehand, and honestly, I thought I was like way more live than just pure math, just because. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go into that later, but just because I had such good leverage on the field in spots you want leverage too, um, and so, I, uh, you know, where we watch the, we 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 get breakfast. Sunday morning, I enter I enter DFS lineups with only my best ball roster guys. That's like, amazing. I am not I'm not sweating anyone else. Like I'm just like doing combination. Like I'm doing like naked Josh Allen stack. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like you know like I'm telling a story here. Like we're if yep. we're winning it. We're winning both. You know. So I, I get the lineups in. We we watch the morning games at the house, and I'm a huge Bills fan. So I. We got we got red zone on because my boys from home they're all Pats fans so we got uh, red zone on okay. so we did them both and I got I got the Bills game on my on my phone um, and so you know like and I had Josh Allen to Cole Beasley which like the the you know that was not really the stack I loved I mean it was a like I didn't know if I I I personally think Isaiah McKenzie's just a better player at this point. But they're good at different. They're good at different things, right? And yep. I also didn't like. From what I could tell, Atlanta plays a ton of like man coverage, and that's not who Cole was good against. He's good against zone, but maybe they're yep. going to do zone because everyone was hurt. Um, but anyway, so to get to the story, so we watched the morning games, and like Josh Allen gets two like rushing touchdowns. I'm like, well, this is this is fucking huge. And then like <laughs> yep. Jamar Chase is, and Jamar Chase, I knew, I knew I would need him to crush because he was six percent owned yep um he was really my only like 
elite guy that I had at the wide receiver position. Um, and so Chase is like, he gets that long touchdown and I'm like, we're going crazy. We're chest bumping. Um, we, <laughs> you know, like, uh, who else is going up? Damian Harris scores two touchdowns and then gets his hammy hurt and he no longer yep. plays anymore. And I also, so I was in the best ball mania two final. I was in, I made the puppy one final. I only did 11 of those drafts. Um, and so I made, wow. made the puppy one final. I made the DraftKings $3 20 max final. Mm-hmm. And I made um, one of the, one of the preseason ones on underdog, the war room. Yeah. I, yeah. I had a war room live too. Um, and so I'm sweating these guys. Dam- Damien's crushing. Um, I forget all the morning guys there. You know, Chase is clutching, uh, crushing. Uh, Josh Allen's crushing. And I have a ton of afternoon players left. And, right. and not only do I have afternoon players, but I have correlation in my afternoon players because uh-huh. I had uh, Kirk and Cooper. I had Penny and Amon Ra. Um, <laughs> and so we watched the morning games and I'm in good shape. I'm like, you know, because there's only like, nine or ten chase lineups right ten they're ten total total chase lineups so you know you knew you knew right away like okay like i'm super live just from chase and like you said you had hair you know damian harris is off to a good start josh allen's off to a good start it was like what a quarter in you know we're a half hour into the slate and you're like holy shit i'm literally like like having to score like it's like josh allen's first uh one one quarter two rushing touchdown First time getting two rushing touchdowns in a quarter in his career, I'm like, what a good time. And I mean, like, Damian, Damian Harris was super high owned. He was like 30%. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, that's not separating me. But after the afternoon or after the, the beginning games, I was I was in first in the puppy one. So I'm sitting. Oh, wow. I was winning puppy one because I had Singletary. I had Ramondre. I had, like, Jacoby Myers. Ooh. My puppy one team is weird. It was four quarterback with McCaffrey, and I'm sitting in first after <laughs> morning games. Amazing. Uh, and then we we jump on an Uber and an Uber, and we get to we go to the bar. We're like, all right, well let's let's watch that. And like, it's my boy's bachelor party too, so I'm like, you know, like we don't we don't have to sweat the games if you don't right. want to. Like we can go do whatever. He's like, no, we're sweating <laughs> the games. Like, come on. And like he's a huge football guy, so that yeah, that made it easy, you know. So watching the game, and I'm like, all right, guys, like Noah Fant is we are big Noah Fant people. You know? The leverage on Fant, especially because at that point, right, just for everyone that it wasn't like following all this. I, so I, I'm a little biased, right? I'm, myself and Peter Overs that had a team um, that made it. We also had Jamar Chase, um, and so same thing. We were sitting after the early games, like fairly live. Uh, we established pretty quickly that we were mostly drawing dead to you. Cause you kind of had us covered in a couple spots, but same thing. You're like, Oh my God, Mark Andrews was, was like 67% owned, I think in the best ball mania too. And so basically if you had any other tight end in which you did, you had Noah Fant going in the afternoon games, ironically, again, for more context for people, Noah Fant is out there against the chargers in a very good matchup without any of none of the Broncos wide receivers are playing. So even more like reason for you to be optimistic after, you know, Andrews had 11 points or something like that. So another spot for you, a massive, massive leverage spot for you in the afternoon. Yeah. And I mean, so I had Mike Kosecki too. So I had like, Kosecki oh, yeah. and Fant was 3%. So Kosecki only was like losing to Andrews by two points. I was like, that's, I would take that all day. Just being, down, Oh yeah. Just being down two, you know? And then, Cup, 
Cup, obviously, I was rooting hard to fail, but he mm-hmm. he didn't crush me. Like he, you know, no. he had a he scored a touchdown, which that's all that matters for underdog, you know. And yeah. so he scored a touchdown, and he, but it was like what it was a, it was an okay game for him, and that was like the big, that was like the big game. I like I told the guys I was like you know like we're looking forward to not hearing Andrews or Cup name this afternoon, <laughs> right. and like these guys like they're not huge fancy football guys. They're like well, I really haven't heard too much about him. I'm like yeah, this is uh. <laughs> This is go- this is going well, and so <laughs> I I thought I was live, but you know I, I was shocked that Penny was only thirteen percent owned in the final. yeah, because he had a good he had a good like playoffs overall, and yep. and who becomes chalk in the playoffs is fascinating with like who does well which week, um, and so we're watching the afternoon games, and I have Penny and Amonra really just like pulling away from me, plus. I have like Fant is and Fant like from my I watch a lot of football and like you know like the, I was like oh maybe not the best thing Bridgewater's not in there but actually <laughs> every time I remember Fant like acing like an eighty yard touchdown it's with Drew Lock Lock yeah so maybe it's just like the Lock to Fant thing <laughs> and, thinking, and like so like you know we're we're doing I'm doing really good I'm like I'm I'm like winning. Right. And I'm like, yep. I'm telling you guys, I'm like, guys, I'm in, I'm in first, you know? Like, and, <laughs> and then when Fant scored that touchdown, like I got a huge lead. And so yeah, that's when like my, my one phrase, like, Oh, it's real now. Like, I was like, yeah. And I mean, it's still, it's still surreal. Like I picked up the tab obviously for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, And I like, I had said I was going to buy a drink for everyone in the bar, but I'm in like a, we're sitting outside, you know, but it's it's a huge bar. There's like hundreds of people there. I'm like, well, can't exactly do this because if I don't hold the yeah, million, I'm gonna be down bad, you know. <laughs> so, so then I had then it comes to the night game, and the night game is Devonte. It's all about yep. fading Devonte. But I had leverage on that shock, which was great because I had Aaron Jones MB, and MBS. And MBS right? ended yep. up being super chalk himself, but. The, the Jones, the Jones really. And I honestly, I didn't need the running back points at that point because mm-hmm. my three running backs were Penny um, and um, Penny Taylor and Damian Harris were counting for me for points already. And I had, I had like one of the only two Jeff Wilson teams, which I, I drafted a ton of him and that ran pure and almost even better. Yeah. If we um, super. Super close to like the stone nuts, yeah. Yeah, if if like Mitchell does not come out of you know if he doesn't become who he is, like <laughs> that was actually like that you know I could have had a ton more teams maybe, but so it, I'm like, okay, like shit, I'm in first. We're watching the the night games. Devonte is going off, and mm-hmm. I I saw your guys' team before, and I like there were a ton of teams I looked at. I considered like pulling every team into a document so someone could run the Sims and everything like that. I got about 40 done. I'm like, I'm not doing this, but (laughs) the, I saw your guys team and I was like, damn, that that's a team that could actually beat me because you guys just had, you also had low owned running backs. You had low owned tight ends. Like, you know, if Pitts doesn't pull his hammy in the bills game, maybe he scores a touchdown. Right. Um, And so that was a, that was a place you could differentiate from me. And then you had, better wide receivers than me with like guys that could have gone off with like CD yeah. and Devontae. So 
I was rooting for you guys to do well, um, but but finish well, second. But finish second. Yeah, to you, finish right? second. <laughs> and so I, I'm about like a I had 201 points at at this point, and second place is like 185. 80, or yeah, yeah, 185. Um, Devonte puts up a huge game. I don't remember how many points he scored exactly, but he got one touchdown. Well, yeah, only one. If he if he if he gets another one, you were still fine. If he got another one, but it would have shook up a lot of the of the top ten. If he got another touchdown, yeah, yeah, because there were some teams in the top ten that didn't have Chase, um, right? Which just like that was only possible because of the cheap guys who went off with Singletary, Ramondre, Penny, Amon Ra, yep, um, and like so, it's still like you know I. I don't know how to act. I'm not like, I'm not screaming <laughs> crazy. I'm not like, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm still partying with the boys. We watch the night game. We go back, we watch the, the second half um, at the house and I'm, I'm in first and it's like, I've like checked the teams and I've like found the only Chubb team, which Chubb was made mega chalk too. Yeah. Um, and I see that, that like, I've, I've done the math and like basically Chubb needs to score like 50 half point PPR points and, <laughs> and Claypool can't score. I have Claypool. So it, and Tyler Boyd was my third wide out. So plus any points Claypool scores over Boyd, over Boyd Chubb yeah. has to do more than that. Um, <laughs> so Obviously, it would be like an all-time bad beat to lose. <laughs> yeah, seriously, and like, yeah. I mean, and like the difference between a mill and second place is just so massive. For yeah. like, you know, like with a mill, I'm like debating. I'm like, well, like I'm not gonna quit my job, but I'm like, well, I could like take a, a week off or something. I'd like, <laughs> or anything less than that, like I'm, you know, like nothing really changes at all because it's just like the, yeah. the magnitude is huge. Yep. And so I, my boys all have to go home in the morning. And so they fly home. Wild, wild bachelor party, right? Like, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, like we had our own live final, which you know, yeah, not, a right. rather, not a crew I'd want to sweat it with more in my life. And, <laughs> and so I watched the, the whole next, I'm, I'm like dead tired now too, because like we've been, we've been boozing all weekend and I'm a, uh, I, I crash and I take a nap and I wake up just in time for the the Steelers game and like the game like pretty much by half I'm like okay like it, it's over and that game was terrible football but I was like punt yeah yeah you know? <laughs> and so every every Big Ben two yard pass was like a celebration the clock keeps rolling because yeah, Big Ben's yeah. completing a two yard pass and no one's getting any real fantasy points it was a yeah, it was the and, dream is the dream yeah. It, it, it was and i was just like okay yeah 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 and so <laughs> and now I, I mean i still don't know what the fuck i'm doing like i've never been in this situation before i've been gambling for a long time but i've never had to score anything close yeah. to this um and so it's surreal man and i i don't think it will hit me for a while you know like i right. i went to work yesterday i went to work today uh <laughs> and i I don't, I don't really know, you know, do your, do your coworkers know, did you tell them, did they already know? Like how, how, how did that go? Like you should so, show up to like an 8am work meeting, like after winning a million dollars, how did that no, go? No. So, I mean, it's not a secret, right? Because like it's on Twitter and like, yeah. I'm sure it would have gone out anyways. Like my boys from home know, 
I'm not going to like post it on like my Facebook or something, right. but, <laughs> but like, you know, some of them follow me on Twitter. No one has asked me anything. I'm planning on like discussing it with my boss just, um, just for like more advice purposes. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I don't, I don't think so. Because also my Twitter <laughs> account was like, really, I'm new to Twitter. This is my, like, I'm new to fancy football Twitter. I think like this, uh, yeah, like this summer, maybe I started my account. And so I don't like, I don't have a ton of followers there. Very few people I actually know in real life. Um, so I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. Well, that's, that part is probably going to change now after, after winning a million dollars, but maybe we'll come back like next, this, this coming summer, we'll, we'll come back. Maybe we'll, we'll draft some 2022 teams and we'll see where, where it's at, at, at that point with your, you know, whatever, however many followers you have now, it's going to be like 10, you know, 10 X that or, or yeah, I mean, so, especially if I make, make content, because I, I do think, yeah. I, th- I do think best ball is a fascinating game. Um, and I knew early on that I thought I had a big edge in it. And there's a lot of things I liked that it didn't it didn't really help the other whales in or, or the other sharks in the industry. Like mm-hmm. a, a it's a huge time investment, right? Like I maxed yeah. BBM two, I maxed the DraftKings twenty dollar. Um I did not max the puppies. I had like, you know, whatever, maybe like $200 of action across the three yeah. puppies. Quick, um, real quick. The people got to know fast draft or slow draft. I am all fast draft. Like, yes. I, slow drafts. Like I did some slow drafts and it was literally like the bane of my existence. Sometimes <laughs> it, was a chore. it was literally a chore for me. And, yep. and, and like, um, so I, I'm going to ask underdog for if my draft was a fast or slow, because I can't really tell that anymore. Mm-hmm. But almost assuredly, it was a fast. And, you know, like, I I play chess, and I'm a, I'm a strong chess player. And in chess, you play speed chess and bullet chess. And, like, mm-hmm. for those who don't know, I did some streams with Pete in the summer on his YouTube channel about chess. And we did some best ball ones. And I do firmly believe, like, doing, like, the speed chess brain of just, like, being able to, like, calculate really quickly, that correlates a ton to, fa- like, oh, yeah. I, I'm personally never, never in doubt about what I'm going. Like I can, I draft almost immediately. Like I'm like, okay, I want this player. Mm -hmm. And so I'm big on player takes, not purely roster construction. I had huge fades in my portfolios. I had huge stands. Um, I was so wrong about some things. So, (laughs) so wrong. Like, but I was so, so right about some things too. Like, yeah. Um, like just some examples is like I had zero LaVisca teams on underdog. Um, I had zero Jerry du- Judy teams. Um, I mean, they're I, j- just to hop in their ADPs. Like I, I think even anyone that was a proponent of Jerry Judy or Visca would say, particularly on underdog that they were memed into the most absurd ADP ever, right? It was almost to the point where they couldn't pay off their ADP because, of, you know, this is a new, like you've talked about, this is a new game. There's not a lot of content creators, right? So the handful of content creators happen to be happen to be fans of Visca. He's probably like a ninth or a 10th round pick like in what he, what he should be. He gets mean to like the late sixth round on underdog. It's like, you know, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, like, I was fading him in the like the tenth. I was like, well, I just think like I don't see how he outscores 
Gabriel Davis or Cole Beasley. Like I just think yeah. they're, they're better picks. And mm-hmm. then he became like three pound, three, you know, three rounds more expensive. I was like, wow, well, <laughs> for sure, fucking fading that. <laughs> yeah, right. And so, and I mean, yeah, I mean, for those who don't, if if this is your first year playing best ball, like you, last year I stumbled upon best ball just like being on DraftKings. There was no ad. There was yep. no commercial. There was no, there was nothing. I just like found this thing. I was like, well, I love fantasy football. Like, I think I'm pretty sharp at this. I mean, there was no content creators really that I knew of. Maybe people were doing it, but you know, and like, I had heard in the past about these, like, you know, these smaller contests. So I just was not that interested in investing the time for something that couldn't have a huge payoff. I mean, yep. crazy to like, uh, that shit crazy to like realize the equity and like bank first, right? Like, <laughs> but you know, like that's just kind of how I was thinking about it. I was like, I didn't really want to do, you know, a, something that wouldn't like change my life if I like, cause I invest, I, I did a lot of drafts, a lot of fast drafts you know like this whole summer i was grinding it um and i yeah, would you want to you want to have the payoff right that that's how i feel too um and that's why we'll get into maybe some of these other kind of best ball strategic conversations but like when people talk about like and i saw you post a little bit about it on on twitter where people talk about like i'm just trying to get teams through like yes of course you know in order to reach the finals or whatever and have a shot you need to get teams through i agree however like and you also talked about the payout structure like I'm not going to invest six months of my life and drafting every day, multiple times and hours and hours and hours on this. If the payoff isn't so, isn't so great. And then I also want to play for the real life changing money, right? Like you said, look, no one is scoffing at 250,000. The guy, I talked to the guy on Twitter who won second place, like awesome. That, that, that's amazing. But to drop from a million dollars to $250,000 is a is it such a drastic change. Peter and I got top 10. We were top 10 in a 160,000 man field. Yeah. And like, and like you make, each of us made 10 grand or something like that. Like, yeah. like that, that, I mean, that's 10 grand. It's not, it's nice. Right. But like, that's it, you know, it, 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 but, but you know, who, who really cares, honestly, at, at the end of the day. Right. So that's why this playing for first thing. And I saw you post a little bit about it. Um, so that, that also made me excited. Hey, you're a fast, you're a fast draft guy and you're a play for first guy. So this is like the perfect scenario for me to bring you on. Cause you can just like feed me confirmation bias. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a second, but I mean, I guess we should ask, what was your day? Like walk it like, because you oh, didn't yeah. really have access to, Oh my God. You and Pete split it. You like, you're getting like secondary sweats and neat and, I believe he was in like Miami too at like a he was party, so I'm sure he wasn't like and you know. and he was hammered and he was hammered drunk. Yeah. It was it was so we're we're turning this in, into an interview for me, but it is really funny for anyone <laughs> ever that has to experience this, which I'm sure other other people will. It was one of the most uncomfortable situations ever. Like if we were stone dead, you know, and had no shot of winning, I, I who cares, right? You know, we didn't, if you didn't have Jamar Chase, it's like, okay, I, I, I don't, I would never even in message Peter. Like I, I just would have just watched the games and sweated my DFS teams. Of course we have Jamar Chase. Uh, we had Sony Michelle who was incredibly yeah. low owned and had a, a good enough I didn't game, love right? that before the, the like, yeah. that's why I was like, oh, yikes. You know, like, 2% Sony Michelle or whatever who. And, you know, and one like, of the biggest leverage spots you could have off a cup. Yeah, exactly. So like, and we didn't have Mark Andrews, we had Kyle Pitts, right? So anyway, um, we, 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 I felt like you talked about leverage from a leverage perspective, we were in a really good spot. And it all started to come together really quickly. 
you know, in terms of like JT doesn't go off, Cup doesn't go off, Andrews doesn't go off, our guys are having good games, blah, blah, we have Chase, et cetera. And, and we have Mac Jones Michigan. is like 22 points in the bank yeah. at minimum. Like, yeah, like exactly. He ran, with, he ran Peter a, on some like Wilkerson touchdowns. Like, I don't even know yeah. who the hell that is. With a Cowboy stack in, you know, with a Cowboy stack and Devante and MVS. And like, so we, we were in a pretty good, pretty good spot. I, I actually thought um, if anyone was going to catch you, I think we were probably the favorite to, to catch. Obviously that didn't, re- the Cowboys were just so, so bad. And Gallup got hurt, right? We ran a little bit, a little bit bad with Pitts and Gallup both getting hurt, but for me, to your point, it was the most uncomfortable sweat I've ever had in my life, right? I've played DFS for a long, long time. I've had I've had sweats. I've had, you know, I've I've done the live, I've done been to live finals, lucky enough to be to live finals. I've done all of those sweats. There is nothing worse, particularly on underdog. Shout out underdog. You know, this is not shade. I love your platform. Sweating the live scoring of underdog when you have access to it, like you did. It's hard enough, right? Because it's very, very delayed for anyone that doesn't. It, know. it wasn't. It, they fixed that, so it was. Okay. It, it was for, um, and you know, like oh. this is like new. Of course, underdogs knew they're going to keep on getting yeah. better. They, they and they did. They, they by the, by, I believe the semifinals. It was. It was fixed. Um, by finals, so, it definitely was. Like points were like immediate. Good. Well, I didn't make any finals on on underdog. And super quick side, you mentioned Isaiah McKenzie. I lost in the big dog, my best team, which was I, I saw so live to a freaking Isaiah to, to Isaiah and Isaiah McKenzie big dog team. But so you know, Peter and I are obviously uh, have split equity in this team. We drafted it on his stream, so like it's just the best. And I watched thing. some of that. I watched some of it, that, and I and I I disagreed with with like taking Devonte because I had just thought that. Um, I had no problem taking a wide receiver there because yeah. we can get into this later, but like I had, I was way under field on Henry Camara. I had like, yeah. like literally, yep, same. literally almost not. <clears throat> and um, obviously one of those was probably a good process, good result. <laughs> one was bad process, good result. Yeah. Which, right, like, right. All of those are, you know, that's the other fascinating thing. And yes. so I just thought, because like I literally had McCaffrey Adams team. So that's why I was like, I under. I'm a big guy about changing. Uh, I'm a big guy about changing, you know, unique combinations. Mm-hmm. And that's something I try to do a lot. Like I, I had 24% Steph Diggs on underdog. Um, that's a first round pick. I, yep. I think that was, that was clearly wrong. Even if Steph Diggs has the best season, because I think price wrong, matters. wrong, too high, wrong, wrong. Um, it was going wrong over too overweight. Yeah, it was wrong for me to go too overweight on a first-round pick. Um, okay. And it, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Part of it was I knew I could not manage making a finals and watching a, someone else have the Buffalo stack. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> like, dead serious. I was, so I was like, I just, like, you know, you, you have to understand what you can and can't live with, and I do not yeah. want – because last year, Josh Allen to Diggs did win it, and I, like, I yep. had quite a bit of that, but, you know. Um, so I, I, I like I should have been some of my dicks percentage should have also also been Eckler and Kelsey and these guys that I did like, but I was just kind of like stubbornly like, well, let's just take digs and figure it out. Um, but I mean, I do think embracing variance is a very good thing to do, which we can yeah. do a lot of different ways for, for, for this contest, you know, like it depends what you're doing, but yeah, man, I mean, total, total wild ride. And I'm sure it was for everyone in the finals. And I really hope, 
you know, I saw Justin post this and this is something I, I thought too, Justin Herzig is like, I think it's a no brainer for them to get a real live final 100%. in the future. And I, I'm sure COVID like, you know, that's just a disaster now, but once yeah. that hopefully plays out, um, but, but that's also not easy because it's like, okay, Thursday night games finish. And that, so you, everyone's got to get there by Sunday. You have like a week to plan 160 people or whatever, you know? Yeah. Definitely, definitely tough. Um, the DFS sites do it, particularly DraftKings does it fairly well. They still run, you know, for, so say like the fantasy football world championship, there is still, uh, you know, live final qualifiers leading up to like the Monday night football game before the, you know, like showdown, you can win your way in on, yeah. on showdown on Monday night football. You got to fly out in three days, you know? And so uh, they, they also do DraftKings also does a King of the beach qualifier, which is like a two round, a little bit actually similar to best ball where you have to win your way in on the week before. So it's like, again, Monday, you don't know, you don't know until, you know, Sunday night, Monday or whatever. Um, really quick before we keep, this is, Incredible best ball conversation, but I have to get before we dive into that. The people need to know a little bit about your your background. You know, uh, you mentioned, you know, you're, you're sitting outside at a bar in December, which I, the people like me are obviously clearly jealous. You're sweating. I'm in freaking yeah. St. Louis. It's like you know five degrees outside. But um, just a little bit about your background. Again, you mentioned, um, you know, your, your obviously your job and chess and everything like that. But just kind of like. Where, well, you know, what, where does, where does Liam come from? And like, how did you get into best ball in general? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I grew up in a small town. I would say my like introduction to gambling was the poker boom. Um, you know, like the moneymaker boom. I remember yep. watching yep. that. I remember watching that and being like, oh, I could do that. And <laughs> I, you know, like I've always loved strategy games. Um, bit, like love strategy games chess pick like I, I remember my first chess memory i was five or younger and i was i was watching my my dad play and he like did a tactic and i was like oh that's really cool like he she can't save both her pieces um he, he like he did the tactic to my sister and i i still remember that memory and so you know like i was a i was the new hampshire high school state champion one year um which New Hampshire is a really small state. Like that's yeah. not a big chess state. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I did that. I mean, I went to school and uh, I was, I was actually a teacher. Um, I was, I was a teacher a couple of years ago. Um, oh, wow. So I, I, what did you teach? What'd you teach? So, well, I got a degree in economics and I worked for some forensic economics place, which that's, you know, what I, I, what it was, passionless I, I did not want to do it for the rest of my life and then i went to work some tech startup job i hated that and um i um i then i um i played in a chess tournament when i was living in new hampshire i, I live in southern new hampshire or i did and um so I, I played in a chess tournament when i did because all my friends had moved away and i was i was working in boston i was commuting like two and a half hours, you know, like Oof. two hours on this bus. I was working on the bus. I was doing this shit. I did not, I did not care about it at all. I hated it. Uh, but I, you know, I played a chess tournament. I saw an ad for a, um, a job teaching chess. And I always knew um, a, that like, I liked kids because I, I worked with, I've been working these like kind of corporate jobs and I just, I just could not stand the people like, <laughs> riding the elevator with like talking about some netflix show i could give a fuck about or 
it just like I was just like, please stop. The weather, the weather I, you I, show yeah. in, like how do you oh, oh my god, what about that weather? Right? That's everything. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just I was like, oh my god, please give like give, like I always knew I liked kids because they don't complain, they're funny, they're so funny, you know, like they're so pure. Pure. pure so yeah. pure, yeah. So I I called up this or I I, I emailed this place. I was like, you know, hey, I see you need a chess teacher. And um, I was a decent chess teacher, at, uh, player at this point. I was like 1,300. It's not that strong. Like I, the kids I taught later became stronger than that. But they got back to me. They're like, great. Yeah, like, come in for a demo interview. And so I go in. I, go, I drive to New York City. And um, I, I go in and I do my interview. And knowing what these schools wanted, like I probably gave the worst uh the worst lesson they first of all i used to be a bad public speaker which I, i'm not anymore after being a teacher because the way i would do public speaking is i would like sit down and try to like brute force memorize everything i was going to say like literally i would write a script and i and i would just like i i had the memory to like recall that and say it and so it's so robotic right yeah like yep. the, so i'm giving this uh this the school it was a charter school system and they're really intense right um, and for those that don't know, a charter school is a public school, but it's like a lottery system to get in. Um, and I'm not trying to debate the merits of public versus charter <laughs> school. They all have their own, their own pluses and minuses. But anyways, I was told that I was set up to fail because I was told that my job was to teach a kindergarten class, 30 kindergartners, how every single chess piece moves in, um, 10 minutes. Oh, and, wow. I, and, and I had, I had no previous knowledge of doing a group thing like this so i didn't know what was feasible or not i like made a word document book with like printouts and coloring sheets i came there prepared with this like they're like what is that throw that away you don't need that i was like okay so we're not doing like you don't have time for that i'm giving my lesson kids are raising their hand i'm like pulling them up like yeah come on up like say what you want meanwhile the principal is in my ear she's like you were born you were robot <laughs> literally what she's saying and i'm like um like okay that's not helpful but <laughs> trying my best so i i um you know i i bomb the the demo part and then we do the interview part and i'm, I'm very like kinetic you know like adhd so i'm like rocking in my chair like this mm -hmm. and like the interview part i could crush because i could i could speak um and so i'm doing great in that part but she goes stop moving your chair <laughs> so I, was, I was like okay and <laughs> so anyways bomb that and at this point i like i had like i had quit my um i quit my job i like gave my two weeks i was just like you know what you know, I, I can't do this anymore and i didn't know what i was going to do and so i i thought maybe i'd go to like asia to teach english or something and so i um the the interview happened and they were like okay great we get back to you in 24 hours i said awesome okay so i waited four days no email <laughs> checked in waited like seven days no email i ch checked in and then i just like kind of like quit out after like the third or fourth email they ignored and i'd like given up and i didn't know what to do and the, like the day i gave my two weeks i got a call having no plan and they're like hey so you still this was like months later like, so do you still want to be a chess teacher? I was, I, I remember the call. I'm like, 
Uh, yeah, I'm kind of surprised to be hearing from you because you straight ghosted me, but right. I, I would love to. Uh huh. Yeah. It, and so I was a chess teacher at a school in New York City um, for three years, wow. and then COVID happened, and you know I did the remote thing for a little bit, and then I jumped ship to to work for uh, Chess.com, the the largest internet chess website. Um, and, and chess kids, which is part of chess.com. And I, I had built a strong program using chess kids. So that's how I, I knew it. And I mean, uh, my kid, like I, I built a very strong team. Like my kids would go to nationals, girls, nationals, the state championship. Um, they're strong players. And so. Might have a, might have a small, might have a small delay. What a story. <clears throat> What a story. Liam, when you unfreeze, let me know. Hold on one second. We'll add Liam back in. I mean, from the corporate world with an econ background. Oh, here we go. Sorry about there that. No, you're I, fine. My internet's not the best where I am. Uh, it's, it's all right. You have money to upgrade that now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, I was just, I, I was just saying that it's so cool. Like I love that, that why I'm excited about this entire like Wednesday show is just like everybody has the most unique and usually like honestly weird backgrounds. Right. And I do too. Like hearing that. Right. And then seeing, you know, there's so many people, this best ball space, you know, you talked about kind of how you got passionate and really dove into it this year. I think a lot of people feel that way. Like it's just such a fun game. Right. And seeing people like you with like this back, like, like how I would classify it. You kind of like, just like, you know, you're, you kind of bounced around a little bit until you found something that, that fit you. And then you, you have been able to apply your, you know, your expertise and your, your natural skills from everything that you developed over the years into now this new crazy game that we're playing. And then obviously, right. It has worked out very well um for you you know just three days ago but like it, it's so fun to hear that like I, i'm i'm like just like enthralled sitting listening to like you know someone that has like a kind of crazy right like a, you know that's not like a normal person's been econ into teaching and you know into tech startups into teaching into you know into not into quitting your job with no plan you know into teaching chess and then into obviously winning a million dollars in best ball it's just it's such a fun such a fun story to hear. It, and, and like, I was one of the people who, and I don't think you should be doing this to be clear, but I would <laughs> like, I would draft and I would like look at the teams. Like I would like scroll, like I'm getting no benefit from looking at these teams, but I was like, oh damn, that team is really good. That's like, <laughs> yeah. like yep. obsessively checking the teams, which I don't know if I'm going to do that anymore. Probably, <laughs> I don't, I don't, probably I will. I mean, I don't, I don't think you need to be doing that, but like, I definitely, would you know i find myself like checking rosters and scores and then it then like you know it's, it's wild dude like best ball didn't yeah. exist a couple years ago N none of this shit did so couple couple good questions from from the chat first of all um i did want to point out this this gentleman uh his name is felix we called him tony i went to high school with tony we played on the same high school football team I've known him since I was a young since I was a young kid. He won the DK Millie wow, on right. 
on that last Najee touchdown. On that, yeah, yeah. That that last that last Najee. I don't know Najee what I would have done if I lost that. That is, was like we I were mean, talking about the difference between first and second. Like you, you're the the, the flight. Like I I just hope the guy didn't know who was in first. Yeah. Just like, yeah, uh, I I mean, I can't, I can't imagine that, but shout, shout out to Tony. He's here. He's here watching. And that's what he was like, you know, it's absolute. <laughs> the the sweat is just, was just absolute torture. Somebody asked, I got to make sure to find it. This is a good question. You know, I, I think you kind of, uh, you know, insinuated that the answer, that the answer is yes. But do you think that there are things from chess that have a, you know, I don't think that's like out? a cheat code, you know, um, like, I don't think it's like, but you know, like I, I do believe chess has a lot of benefits that are not so obvious. Um, and that's why I believe in children learning chess. I think it can do a lot for a person. Um, like, you know, things that chess teaches kids are things like impulse control, um, you know, learning to lose, you know, which I think a lot of like fancy Twitter, to be honest with you, there's a lot of egos in that space. There's a lot of like, I know better type of thing. You know, like you, you may have seen me like victory lapping one or two people, which I don't think that's great of me to do, but I only really did it to people who were like directly rude about like, you know, like, and as you know, you should just be a hundred percent results oriented because football's (laughs) not random at all. The Uh, guy that won, the guy that won a million dollars says now we have to be results oriented. Very clearly, (laughs) everything I did was perfect because you judge the results. You do not judge anything else. Um, the but so but what was the question again so chess chess any any oh, any yeah. other things for from chess that you think uh, yeah i mean apply? so i mean obviously it's a strategy game right like and i would i would argue it's the best strategy game in the world um it's also a game of work like at the elite levels to get better Ch- chess is very exponential in the sense that you know for, for me to get like a little bit better we're talking about putting in like eight hour days um, yeah. at this point in my, you know, it's like, and for, yep. this, for the professionals, it's even crazier. Um, so obviously strategy, obviously work. And then the, the speed chess, just doing like having that speed, I'm never rattled on a fast draft and you, you can watch back the stream I did with Pete, which funny enough was done like 10 days after my, <laughs> or like five days after I drafted the million dollar team, I believe. But, um, <laughs> I could do like five or so fast drafts at a time, like, which I did not like, and I think I really felt I could have done like 10 because I, I remember one night I did like five and I, and then I would like check Twitter on the downtime just because underdogs app is so good that it it lets you know, like, so I wasn't missing picks. I could cue people if I needed to. I did not do that for my BBM (laughs) two portfolio because, but I did do it on some puppies just because again, what do you win when you win? I was like, well, let me get a couple of these in at a time, you know. And uh, some of them, what, what, which puppy was it that filled in like five days or, or whatever? That was the only way to get any entries in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like, I mean, I was over invested in best ball, so like I, that's why I did not fire a ton of puppies myself, just because I like I, I was like, okay, I got to get Kia on the line here, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. and so, um. So I mean, yeah, definitely with chess. Yeah, any questions you guys have, I'd be happy to. Yeah, answer. let's hit some of these. Let's let's hit Did some of these. Did you debate going um, with any different 
draft strats? Absolutely. I had Yeah, what was your can you can you would you mind summarizing kind of your general like structure portfolio or how you approached how you sure, approached I things? would so I don't know. I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the full breakdown, but um again like and for me it's kind of a struggle about how much I wanna reveal because yeah. I do feel like I've identified some edges. Like obviously do I believe I identified a million dollar edge? No, it, it just worked <laughs> out. Like I do feel like I've identified some edges that I've not heard commonly discussed in the space. And like, I remember watching content by like you and Pete and like Davis sometimes and like things I was doing, you guys would then talk about like a month <laughs> or two later. And I'd be uh -huh. like, Oh, well that, well that one's gone. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, like the, like the jumping in the morning drafts right away or like the night drafts when like people have fallen asleep. I would yep. do that all the time. And I'm like, well, yep. if others are doing it, it's actually the opposite of a good thing. But as far as my portfolio, um, I I believe I was weighted to zero running back on underdog pretty, probably pretty heavily. Um, and I also, but I didn't believe, I don't believe that one, that one strategy works. And I think we were proven by this year that, that it doesn't, you know, like, Zero running back can win, running back, running back can win, hero running back, just taking one can win. Um, I I did feel like a takeaway is that I personally might not be doing as many zero running backs on underdog because I, I did, since I was doing 150 on DK and underdog, sometimes I would just get my exposure on a different website yeah. for different archetypes of players. Um, that, that makes sense. And so... Yeah, my team that won it was obviously a running back, running back start, but um, I had a ton of zero running back teams. And like, I, I believe for a contest, a lottery contest like BBM2, your best friend is variance. And you need to embrace that in every way you can and just accept when you lose. And so, ways I'm thinking about that and ways I already did that. Maybe you just choose one strategy you just say i'm going zero running back this year or i'm going running back running back and you're super high variance because you are locking your full portfolio into that but mm -hmm. like a thing i've said for a long time is you cannot diversify yourself to a million dollars you cannot you cannot yeah, spread so out your exposures all the way and just be like look i have all my bases covered and i think the people doing that they just don't want to lose a huge they don't want to lose all the money they invested but they're playing they're playing too scared like you have to you have to put yourself in a in a position to win and you know we can argue about like advancing the most teams and whatnot i don't i do believe it, there's a different um strategy for drafting a team that you think will advance at a high degree versus advancing a team that has first place equity i do mm -hmm. think that's different um I think my team that won it was kind of normal. It yeah. What mm -hmm. it did, what like I don't think it was that unique, but what it did have is it had a ton of week seventeen correlation, um, and so like when I'm talking about it had a ton of week seventeen correlation, which and not correlation that everyone thinks about. Aaron Jones to MBS, that's positive correlation. You know, I remember yep. reading like four for four stuff about running back to wide receiver. Um, the uh, other correlation I have for those that don't know is I had Amari Cooper to Christian Kirk. Obviously that game everyone thought was like the best game going into the season. 
I had a, if you look at my exposure portfolio and I'm going to make a tweet sharing the, um, my, my top 10 exposures at each position and my, um, and the draft board for my winning team. But I had a ton of Chris Carson and Penny actually. And that the lizard brain brain logic of lions bad against running backs. I want the guy in week 17. Yep. The, and I mean, love it. People, people are like, well, you can't prove week 17. Obviously, this year, especially with COVID, was even crazier. I think week, week 16 was the craziest COVID week. Yes. I, lived, I had a ton of teams that literally had no players anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the, you know, like that worked. Like, you know, team that likes to run the ball versus team that sucks against the run. That actually came to fruition and then correlating a guy against him. And I wouldn't say I always like, I don't say I'm always top of mind about, oh, this is like, I, I got Rashad Penny. I need him on raw right now. Yeah. But, you know, I would seek it out if I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And I mean, you're never like, we, we talked about the fast draft thing. No, no one is totally perfect, but you being able to, you know, sort of master that fast draft environment allow you to extrapolate those edges better than everyone else is doing, right? Because you are able on your toes to think about those things and compound them over a hundred, you know, or more than 150 teams, obviously, because you're, you know, you're maxing a bunch of these these different contests. This is a good this is a good question about because you obviously had Aaron Jones, second round Aaron Jones on the, the winning team. How, how many teams did you – did you attack Aaron Jones and Devontae no, specifically? No, I did not attack Jones. Um, I I did attack Devontae a bit in the second round. Um, but, like – and I think that's a super – that's a lesson for this year is, like, don't be so afraid, guys. Like, the, it's crazy that, like, Taylor dropped. Like, and I, it, what's, what's really crazy, Eric, is – I was underweight on almost every league winner you could think of on BB. <laughs> I was underweight on Taylor. So Cup, Cup Taylor. Yep. Um, Debo. I'm trying to, what? Debo, Andrews. Um, I was overweight, but not, but up. I, I, I attacked the high price tight ends. Okay. And he was my least owned of the high guys. Okay. Uh, the, I, the, about the fi- I think the final guy that I would classify as a league winner. I think that there's a you know Fournette. league winner from like a season long perspective. Not yeah, yeah. in this would be Fournette. What about, and Fournette? I, and I was team Ronald Jones. I just flat out <laughs> thought Ronald Jones was better. Um, I just, I just literally thought Ronald Jones was a better pick and Lenny ran hot in the playoffs and uh, you know, and they brought geo, they brought in geo. Yeah. That was what a, what a whiff, what a whiff that was. That was miserable. Um, but I, like you said, as you have clearly established on this show, the results are all that matters. And <laughs> you won you won a million dollars, so the Rojo people were uh, were clearly. I, I'm gonna clearly like you correct. know a no regrets tattoo across the chest. Yeah. I'm gonna get the uh, only results or something. We're <laughs> yes. working in progress on that. Yeah. Yes. So um, obviously, you talked about some some of your your strategies, but I, I do think this is interesting in the context of what you said about. Um, you know, embrace embracing variance. And I could not possibly agree more. It's something that I could cannot stop thinking about since just, you know, it's only been three days, but um, attacking maybe a specific strategy or maybe two specific strategies. Cause something I did over 150 teams was diversified my structures, right? Obviously your winning team was RBRB. 
Um, but is there something you you have taken away from your experience over this this last six months or seven months or whatever that is a structure take that you want to be more invested in or are you going to kind of continue what you're doing I mean, I, or how are you thinking about that it, it's so hard because each year is like literally like like a play here or there and 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 something is better right so like yep. it's so hard to have sweeping takeaways in real like in reality because each each season is a is unique you know yep. and like Yep. And you can run it a million times and it would never turn out the same. But my intuition is maybe I sh like, maybe I should not do like, uh, let's start here. I qualified 19 out of 150 for, uh, for the playoffs, which is under expectation. Mm -hmm. I believe 20 is 25. I think 25. Yeah. Yeah, 25 out of 150 is is 16 point whatever percent. So I was right. I was under expectation. I I qualified six of those 19 into the semifinals. So wow. So crushed That's crushed amazing. That. And you know why? Because I had 60% Gabriel Davis. And Gabriel <laughs> and Davis scored two touchdowns. Two touchdowns, so that, yep. That's an example of something that's high variance. Really a non-player, but I think the price matters. Gabriel Davis was like 10th round or cheaper and it was hard for a lot of the guys around him to hurt me. I yep. don't think that's the same thing as having like 60%, you know, fourth round pick or, you know, mm -hmm. whoever, but my intuition is I might be going more running back, running back on underdog, but why, why I brought up the amount of teams I qualified is I qualified an underweight team, like uh, just pure math. My teams are underweight, but my 19 teams that I qualified were really unique because they did not have these league winners. Yep. Like, so they, they were like, they were just being brought, they were just all strong teams. And, you know, like I, cr I crunched the, the DraftKings salary of my players of my roster before mm. the, like, yeah. just like in estimating the, the salaries of Claypool and Aaron Jones. And I had like, we talk about making a super team. I think my starting lineup was like 50, and this is excluding defense. It was like fifty-five thousand, but my backup eight was forty-five thousand. So oh, I had wow. a hundred and thousand. Uh, like I had a fully live team. No one was hurt, other than Justin Fields, which that arguably is position to for it to happen in. Yep. Um, and so yeah, maybe I'll go running back, running back more. But like, I think zero running back was so cool because those teams that made the playoffs are already unique ish because just just by byproduct of zero running back yep like I, I think it's way harder to make a unique you know like jonathan taylor aaron jones start when you could get those guys yeah it's it, that was something I, I found fascinating from watching the underdog guys uh where they're going through like all the top teams and it's like okay rb 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 you know and then we finally get to a zero running back team and it was so like like I said, uh, again, I'm a little bit biased because Peter and I have a zero running back team. But you go, you run down it, and your point about the strength of the team is so true. Not even just with zero running back, but when you get a unique team through, it's like guaranteed to be so strong because uh, there's so many teams that got carried 
by Cooper Cup, got carried yeah. by Jonathan Taylor, by Mark Andrews or whatever. And they have all these hurt guys, or maybe they're not hurt, but they have Terrace Marshall. You know, they have they have these guys that are just putting up zeros every week. But when you have the guy putting up 30 every week, it's like, yeah, of course you're going to continue to advance. Versus you have this, this super well-structured, but just one to 18 or one to 20, really, really strong team. And then we see what happens with that, right? Obviously you had Jonathan Taylor, but outside of Jonathan Taylor, you didn't have anybody else and so it's like look when i have 18 guys that all are strong plays on a on a on a week right you would play all those guys in dfs yeah you know like you would play all of them and so when when you get that through to the final that's when you that, this is what we we're seeing what happened liam wins a liam wins a million dollars because you have that that just one to 18 strong team through to the final yeah and uh, oh i forgot the point i was gonna make it'll come back to me though yeah okay we're, here, here's another good good question from from Leland. What do you think about re- we talked a, you talked a little bit about this? And I'm, I'm I just wanted to that. elaborate. Yeah, I wanted to elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah. So like, I was not taking Camara. I was not taking Derrick Henry all that much. I was taking Steph Diggs there. I was taking Travis Kelsey. I was taking Austin Eckler there. Um, like my best my best teams on like my DK were like they had like a, an Austin Eckler in the third and I I'm a big person on differentiating the bill, but oh, I remember what I was going to say the like whether zero running back or whether running back running back is correct really is only determined what happens week 14, 15, 16. So yep. if Devonte Adams goes 50, 50, 50, <laughs> clearly you, you need to have him, right? Yes. Like yep. if, if Jonathan Taylor goes 50, 50, 50, then you need to have him. So what was so interesting is last year, from the finals I could look at what mattered was what, what happened, what mattered was the, the unique combination of first round players that you could not otherwise get. Like one guy had yeah. the guy who won on DK last year had a uh, Camara and Devonte Adams. So like, that was something that you could not get when I started drafting. And so like he must've drafted at the beginning of the season, but mm-hmm. if you, if you take away Jonathan Taylor and Aaron Jones, not only do I still win the million, but I, I still advance in all my playoff brackets too, I believe. Yeah. Do I do I advance in the regular season? Probably not. But it wasn't the it wasn't the high price guys that did it for me. It was the it was the cheap guys I hit on. Yeah, Amonra, Amonra, Amonra and, and Penny were, were the two definitely the Jeff biggest. Wilson had me Jeff great, Wilson? Yep. great week fifteen. Week fifteen, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um I think that's that's like the most interesting part of all this is everyone wants to get really married to the results of individual players. And then because you get married to the results of the individual players that in turn puts you on a structure, right? So like Jonathan Taylor, just because of what Jonathan Taylor did, that turns into a structure conversation, right? But like the same thing as your point was so perfect. If Devante Adams did what Jamar Chase did, on Sunday, or if Tyreek Hill did what Jamar Chase did on Sunday, the conversation you will, a, sorry, you wouldn't have won, but the, the conversation we would be having right now, you and I would be a very different one, right? Because Devonte Adams was the 50 spot. He was only available in the first, maybe the second for a short period of, of the off season. But how, how do you think about, you know, just like an overarching theme? That's something I've been trying to communicate for sure, but also, um wrap my own head around honestly about this like you know we see the results but how do you 
gather some takeaways because we want to learn from what just happened, but we don't want to be like misguided in the future by clearly what was a one in a multiple million yeah. outcome, right? And I mean, honestly, like I, I th this is not something I'll have a perfect answer for right now because just the way I like, I feel like I've I've had so many eureka moments of of on best ball. <laughs> And I've forgotten half of those too. Like I'm not writing them down. I'm like, oh damn, yeah. really like, and it's such a long grind that like I'll be like thinking in depth about it. Um, and I did my drafts in all different sorts of headspaces too. Talking about <laughs> hammered high, I'm drafting, yeah. and maybe that's just a way of of randomizing your own drafts. Well, do you remember what the million what the million one was? I need to take notes for this. <laughs> It was June nineteenth, so let me check. My yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, no, but I mean, I have a ton of takeaways that, like, I've just kind of like thought about. But some of them, a lot of my takeaways for were advancing in the regular season, which doesn't. I mean, matters, but it doesn't yeah. matter at the same yeah. time. You know, like, right? Like something I remember I did say in the preseason to Pete was like, when you have a guy like a Lavisca who a lot of sharp people like maybe you should just fade choose a choose someone that sharp people like not just because they like it but because they're sharp so if you assume that you're going to be competing with sharp people find something because I, I would listen to a lot of what you said eric and i did not agree with everything you would say mm -hmm. like some of the players you were like latavius murray is a guy i had zero of i just saw zero seasons where a 31 year old running back who, right. I, who I actually thought was going to get cut, like who I thought was going to get cut would crush me. Uh, or if that did happen, I knew I could live with that result. Right. And like, and like, and that was almost, and he even ran pure to even get signed by. <laughs> so, the Raiders, you know? yeah, like, so pure. Yeah. So like, like that, but Darrington Evans was one of my highest exposed players. That was a guy I for sure like agreed with. So I, I think it's important to listen to people, but don't, you know, no one is speaking gospel here, you know, like no. have your own takes, be real, be real with yourself. How much do you know about football? Because I'm like, I just believe like I knew good plays and bad plays. Like I had a ton of, um, Blake in his name. Who's the Jags wide receiver. Who's fast and got hurt. Chark. DJ yeah. Chark. I had a ton of Chark and, and Char that would have worked out. I believe Chark would have scored 10 touchdowns if he didn't get hurt. And, and part of the reason I faded Visca was because he ran a slow 40. <laughs> and I just didn't. He's, he's very slow. Yes, he's yeah, very I was slow. Like, I was like, this guy's not going to crush. He's not an elite athlete. You know, like, I had a lot of Kasiki because he's an elite athlete. Like, right. draft the grown-ass men's at positions where <laughs> it matters. You know, like, being, like of course, it's not the end-all, be-all combine, but it matters. But, like, you know. That, like, I kind of regretted the lack of Judy exposure once he started climbing, but I knew I was not going to shoot myself in the foot and start taking him once he once he jumped a couple rounds because I already missed right. him. I, th I think I drafted Judy. It was really funny. My very my, my best BBM team was literally the first team I drafted uh, of, the, of the entire year. I had no idea what I was doing. I took three quarterbacks and three tight ends. The team the team I, I would never do draft it the way I drafted it again, but I just hit on everything. And your point that why I bring that up is because I love your point that it was like, I drafted that team with zero outside bias. Obviously the structure bias I could have used at that, at that point, but 
I was like, whoa, I really like the Rams. I really like Jonathan Taylor. I really like, you know, I really like this. That I really like Debo. I really, you know, and the next thing you know, you just hit on the stone cold nuts, right? You have J, you have a Ram stack with Cooper Cup and JT and Debo and, you know, all these good picks, you know, late Elijah Moore, late whatever. And it was me before being subjected to, to absolutely any, anything else. And, and I think that's a, yeah, that's a challenge because it's like, I, I would listen to content for a bit, but then I would go into like, okay, I just need a break from listening to everything. And I, I would say I did a pretty good job of not having a ton of bias, but then I watched like, I definitely feel like I started doing more zero running back after listening to some of what you guys did. (laughs) Probably like that was probably, you know, from listening to people on the screen who I, you know, I I felt was sharp in in some aspects. Um, Do you think there's, 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 how do you toe that line? Right. Like, I think that's gotta be one of the biggest hurdles. I have it too. Right. Obviously I talk, to, to Peter, I talked to Pat Crane, I talked to Ben Gretsch, I talked to, the list goes on, right? And these people are, are very smart. They know, uh, you know, I'm not saying they know more than me about everything, but there are absolutely certain things that I'm like, man, you, that, I agree. I agree with you. That's a really good point. There are things we disagree on too, but figuring out when to, to listen to the people that you think are sharp and when to, I loved your point about like, if, you know, there's this guy that the Visca, right, was a perfect example of, all the sharp people were on or all the sharp people were on Judy. The sharp people were on Ayuk, right? And it's like, yeah, but like he kind of has to have the absolute stone cold ceiling at this new price you guys have, have steamed him to. I love that point. But how do you toe that line between, you know, I think you're the perfect person to like, how do I listen to Peter? Because he's, you know, his streams are giving me very sharp information, but not take everything as gospel. Yeah, I think that's that's hard, and that's something I need to think about more. I mean, for me, sometimes it would just be like take a week off of, of listening maybe. Um, or maybe the answer is like you sit down at the start of the season and you like write down your thoughts if you're going to be serious about this. And then you're allowed to change your thoughts, but it's good to get your initial thoughts on paper. Like these are the offenses I want to attack, something, something like that, because – you at least you would have that down as like a this is what I feel about football. And I don't think everyone that does best ball should be doing that because yeah, some people have not been watching football every day. You know, like I, I watch it every Sunday. I've never missed a Bills game. You know, like not everyone is doing that. So some people should lean totally on you know site rankings and whatnot and, and projections. Um and I think it really depends, you know, on a lot, on a lot there. And you can win and and you can win both ways, right? You can, you, you can absolutely be successful being I don't watch football, but I'm going to take these rankings, projections, game theory, correlation, all those different levers for, for sure. But I think I would guess just from being in this space now, like so heavily invested for a, a significant period of time that most people come in and they have just like you outlined, they have their takes, right? Like, uh, like we got some, you know, we got, we got in, we got another DJ Chark fan yeah. in the, in the chat. Right. And it's like, if you believe in DJ Chark and I'm on a stream saying, I don't like DJ Chark, who gives a shit? <laughs> like my, I don't know, you know, like I have my opinions on players and I, like you talked about, I, 
I be, I will go to my freaking grave with the Darrington Evans <laughs> discussion. That, like I'm he not. Would have I, he would have yeah, smashed. I, I yeah. believe that too. Yeah, I'm not holding that L. I don't care what anybody says to me. Latavius Murray was a horrible call. I agree with you. Like ever like that. But like that's the point, right? Is like you. I was Debo was my highest owned wide receiver in in best ball. I feel obviously very good about that. I have other things that I was so. I mean. I, I, that also led me. I was drafting Trey Lance. Trey Lance was clearly not the right, but like that point is Trey everyone, and Justin Fields. Those are those are my top guys after Josh yeah. Allen. Which is so funny, right? That like so again, as we have outlined a few times now, the results of what Liam did are the only things that matter to take <laughs> away from this this season. And he was also drafting Trey Lance and Justin no, I mean, and Justin Fields. Yeah, I mean, you, you could if you were just watching back that that uh stream with pete like i shit on a couple league winners i, I was like <laughs> i was like oh yeah burrow there's no way burrow can crush us because he's a statue guy and yeah. like i i faded the statues i faded tom brady i faded stafford i faded yeah. i had a lot of burrow in the beginning but then he that then I started he was fading. he was much cheaper at the beginning he yeah, really but, got but a lot of steam once he was in tech i was just like you know what 10th round burrow versus a guy who can score like I think something that, you know, like, I don't really want to say this because I do believe this, but it, other people are going to say it is. I do think taking the people on good offenses is going to drastically change ADPs next season. Yep. Um, just, like, think about who do you think is going to score points because that does matter. And I already was doing that, but, you know, I, I like I just straight up don't like Tom Brady because I grew up in New England as a Bills fan. <laughs> So, like, yeah. it was not hard to fade that. And, like, you know, as the results show, that was correct because of week 15. No, yeah. Clearly, that was a bad, clearly, that was a bad, like, that was that was just bad, you know? But yep. I had a ton of hurts, which – and it made no sense why he was getting cheap to me. I knew there was, there was some uncertainty, but I would definitely say, like, uncertainty is, like, a friend of yours. Yes. That's a great. That is a that is a phenomenal comment. As we as as we near the end here, but this has been just seriously an uh, uh, amazing conversation. And some of these comments are so good. Imagine being a Bills fan. It's a pretty damn good time to be. Hey, and we're winning the Super Bowl, and I got a big... lot of gauntlet teams just stacked Buffalo. You know, like like I you know, it. like I would, I would definitely say that's a takeaway. I, I, we're gonna end this soon here, but like you know, if you're a if you're a Colts fan, why not be over leveraged on Jonathan Taylor? You know, like if you're truly like a Colts fan and not just someone that that DFS has jaded you from sports, which that that definitely happens to people. Yeah. You know, like I try hard not to let that happen to the Bills with me. But um the you know, like I'm gonna be um definitely releasing some tweets about the data on everything. So and if you guys have any questions, hit me up on Twitter. I like to be pretty open at chess at chess Liam on on Twitter. You see it on the screen, but at chess Liam on Twitter, he will uh, he's he's gonna bless us with all of the the goodness from uh, all your, the results, or, what, baby. Yeah, that, absolutely. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to see it. This was seriously one of the most fun. Conf- I've done like way too many videos, streams, articles, whatever. This is one of the most fun conversations I've ever had since like really deep diving into best ball. I really, really appreciate 
um, you coming on. Obviously, you could be like floating out on a boat somewhere, swimming in a, a pile of cash, and you chose to be here. So I I, I really appreciate that. Is there no, anything? I, mean, I want to help grow the game. I mean, like this is an honor to come on, and you know, I'm I'm sure we'll definitely get together this summer and like do some 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 regular streams together yes, and what definitely and all that like more granular data and whatnot. I want to, well, definitely, I would like to do when you, you know, we've had a lot of like strategic conversations and stuff here and, you know, but we're like, we're three days removed from you winning, winning best ball mania. When we get time, both of us honestly get time to really kind of think more thoughtfully about what our takeaways are, right? There, there's, you know, people are asking questions about like, okay, should I, should I go RBRB in all my drafts now? It's like, well, yeah. you know, I, I mean, Hey, yeah. Like when we get to, you know, in a couple of months from now, cause I mean, we're probably going to start drafting again in like three months or, or four months. I will get, draft the day BBM three open. Same, uh, same. When maybe yeah, that, that's what, that's what we'll do when BBM opens. We'll just, we'll, we'll get, I'm, I'm sure they'll let us know ahead of time. Well, we can hop on a stream with the, the the person who won BBM and we can be like, okay, here's the first takes, like the absolute, here's our first total gut takes. We'll, we'll get Liam's cheat codes for, for next year because well, obviously you had them this year. I don't know if you remember, but th this year the, the, the BBM2 opened before the NFL draft even or, or before. Did it? After, after the draft, but before the schedule was known. Oh, before the schedule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah like, right. So yep. Like, bye weeks was not a thing <laughs> like and, and like my early teams had a t like i'd like herbert allen teams which were like unique, you know <laughs> yep yeah exactly exactly yeah. more more credence at week seven whatever next year's week seven maybe I, I hope they do it again where it's just week seven so i can keep that bit going but uh whatever next year's week seven we can uh we can do that um, and, and i'll be just... jumping on a, a show with pete tomorrow too so we'll, perfect we'll be talking more about this and thank you so Anything much else? For having me on eric Anything else you want to plug? Pete's show. What do you got? What do you got? I know you talked about some of your your results. Anything else you want to bring up? You know, guys, learn chess. Chesskid.com. I'm a company man. Love um, it. Gotta learn it. If you have kids, definitely get yourself your kids on there. Um, and nothing really to plug yet, but I'm sure I will. Hopefully, you know, would like to make some content, help people improve, and just help grow the game. Yeah, make sure to go follow Liam on on Twitter at at Chess Liam. He's he's gonna he's gonna bless us with all of his knowledge. I'm already like getting on the edge of my seat, waiting for you to to, to post everything on Twitter. Maybe start producing some content and, yeah, and all of that. that. I think I'll do that today with the with the tweet of the data. You've even got me now. You talked about your story earlier of like rocking back and forth in, in my chair. Now I'm sitting, I'm, I'm sitting in and doing that, but seriously, Liam, thank you. And for everybody in the chat, thank you so much for the questions and, and obviously um, watching, watching the stream. I will be back on Friday at this time for the first off season draft show. Every Friday, we're going to do something a little bit different, you know, whether it's Maybe there's 2022 NFL drafts. Maybe there's playoff drafts. Maybe the MLB is coming soon. We're, we're going to bounce around a little bit in the best ball space and start diving into some more drafts. And every Wednesday we'll be back with, you know, well, I, don't, I was going to say people like Liam, but is there really anybody like Liam? He's Nobody else has won a million and one dollars. Well, I mean, Herzog's story is almost crazier. Like to reach, to reach, to reach the, the finals and top of the finals like that. To it. It really, really impressive. And Herzig will be on and 
shout out to Herzig. I bumped him. I, I had <laughs> talked to him a couple. I talked to him a couple weeks ago about coming on the first yeah, episode, and he was like, well. "Yeah, I'm interested." And I was like, uh, "Sorry, Liam. I'm getting Liam. I'm getting Liam to come on." <laughs> uh, you're going to be grinding uh, MLB. Did oh yeah. Do, did you do M- NBA best ball? I did. I did. I did NBA as well. I got a bunch of NBA teams on both sites. Uh, ironically, I felt. And DraftKings was the softest in terms of NBA, just like it was kind of for NFL. And my underdog teams are so much better. Like, well, what I wanted to say about that before we end here is, yes, I thought DraftKings maybe was softer, and you have like pure random guys taking like Tom Brady in the first. Yeah, but I thought there was a lot more groupthink on underdog, which yeah, it which groupthink groupthink is your friend if you can recognize that. That's a really, really, really good point. I actually think that might be one of the best lessons that we can take a, we can take away is that when an entire market is doing the same thing on that one individual site, right? I'm not saying there's an easy way necessarily to manipulate it, but if you can be thoughtful about that and think about how can I adapt to this, you know, everybody is taking Brandon Ayuk in the fourth round and Jerry Judy and LaVisca, you know, whatever. No, like- yeah. Right, right. I mean, I we all. I liked Ayuk. Yeah. We all made. I mean, I I have the infinite amount of mistakes that I made last year, but I I I think your point is that maybe one of the most perfect ones to to leave on that we can really analyze this as a market, as opposed to you know, there's definitely player takes, there's definitely team takes, team takes, all of that. But at the end of the day, we're playing in this big market that we need to try to figure out how to manipulate. And you outlined a ton of really good ways for us to do that um next year so like i said perfect perfect thing for us to leave on um anything else liam to to drop for the people before we head no, out just happy new year to everyone and uh hope to see you in the 2023 best ball streets or 2022 i guess and maybe 2023 too you know yeah i was gonna say you'll you'll definitely be there I will be there too, and I will also see you guys on on Friday here on on Spike Week. Make sure you like and subscribe, guys. Come on! Exactly, exactly. Listen, listen to the millionaire. Like and subscribe, and I will see you guys on Friday. See ya.